It's not worth winning if you can't win On this episode of The Cake Eaters, we're going to be talking about some good old-fashioned pond hockey. A little ODR action. You know, this is episode seven of The Game Changers. My name is Brandon. My name's Heath. Let's get it started. Let's do it. Let's dig in. Pond hockey, man. Some ODR action. Some, some OD- but, but first, let's not, let's not get too, too ahead of ourselves here, Brandon. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slam on the brakes here for a second because before we get into the pond hockey we got a little bit of tea. We've got the, the Kermit the Frog emoji sipping on the Lipton <laughs> tea. It's happening right now. Drama in the building. Evan is a drama llama. Even though this podcast uh, does prefer alpacas, not a big deal. Yeah. Evan is bringing the drama. Yeah, He's bringing nothing the rhymes with alpacas, though. That's the problem. Exactly. They, got a, they needed a better name. They needed some better brand management. Yeah. Although I bought a pair of alpaca socks and those mother, <laughs> those those things are just so soft and so oh, yeah. warm. Alpacas, it's a delightful winter sock. Alpacas are head and shoulders better than llamas in every single aspect except for the name. Exactly. That's it. it's, I, I could not agree with you more. And for any listeners out there in the cold weather states, drive or, you know, hop on Amazon, you know, or support a local business online. Grab yourself some alpaca I gu- socks. I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if you're in the Midwest, there's a local alpaca farm not too far from you. You can yeah, find, uh, hit, hit a farmer's market. Exactly. There'll be an alpaca farmer there with some socks. Support local we're, business. That's, hey, that's what we're shop, all Shop small. Hashtag shop small. I'm, I'm all about that farmer's market. <laughs> and get a nice, I would go to this one, this one down the road, get a nice little uh, quiche. I got a duck confit uh, type of pastry. It was delightful. A duck confit pastry. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was like some cheese and some mushrooms and some onions. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have a spin-off foodie podcast where I just talk about all the crazy, delicious stuff I eat that makes me fat. <laughs> okay. I look forward to it. I look forward to it. So, but anyways, back to the podcast. So we've got drama; it's in the works. And like, honestly, Sophie should be super pissed. And she does the one thing, and she calls it out. She calls him out. It's like, okay, Evan, after all this work, all this effort, the whining and dining at the pizza place, you know, the dramatic delivery of the the jersey, and that's still such such a slick move, dude. That was such a slick move. It was. It, it really was. And that's why the waitress thought it was like a little romantic tryst you know, going on. So, yeah, yeah. so anyways, like it's, my, I love Lauren too. The next time she's like, this whole place smells like betrayal. <laughs> like <laughs> kids, uh, were we that dramatic as kids or are kids just that this dramatic? Oh, I think we were definitely this dramatic for sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cause I love Lauren. She's secretly becoming one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's <laughs> fantastic. She kills it. Yeah, she has, then, a, um, she has a yeah, couple. She has a couple different lines. She has the this. It smells like betrayal in here. There's another right after the players only meeting. Uh, Alex is not to skip ahead, but Alex is, Alex says something like, "Are we?" She says something about like, "Are we building? Are we building our bridges back together or something like that?" And Lauren shouts, "I mean, they would be bridges built on lies." <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
I love Lauren. She is, she is, she's really coming into her own as a character and you love to see it. You love to see it. Kid. Um, we got, um, we've got Logan. Okay. So one thing I noticed too, Logan's always behind the bar. Like he's, he must be our foodie. He must be our food critique because he's always behind the bar. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. yeah. Show. Okay. Well, cause he's yeah, yeah, he's, I mean, he's, it's, he's lives with a single dad. I'm sure he's, he's cooking all the time at home. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and you know, when, when he when he's out there whining and dining, delivery drivers, she can't be behind the bar all the time. That's true. I hope someone's checked on uh, Logan's dad because he was he was in rough shape like three episodes. Ago. Someone go check. <laughs> someone go check yeah. on that guy. Um, but I, I, Logan also, you know, don't let his joyful eyes fool you. He is he's feeling betrayed. Like everyone <laughs> feels like um, Evan is. Brute, Brutus, and the team is Caesar, and he has stabbed yeah, yeah. all back. Except it's for Nick. Just... Nick Nick is 100% ready to forgive him. But he, he, he's, he's, he's going with the group, though. He's following, he's following Sophie's lead. Once Sophie says it's cool to forgive him, Nick is, gonna, Nick is 100% ready. Yeah, Nick, Nick's going to go with the flow. But, but before we see Nick, we see Sam looking just so distraught this, i don't yeah. like this this threw me for a loop i was like what why do we have the the wild card like maybe he is just a gentle soul under that wild exterior yes and yeah i think that's what they're going for is he's the reason he's a bit of a wild card is because yeah because he's a gentle soul he feels a little bit he's i think they're kind of going for like he it, it's mostly done at like attention seeking like people don't you know that kind of stuff but He's never had a friend group, right? That's what he says later. Not to say yes. Yeah, he's never had somebody. What does he say? He's, he's never had somebody value what he brings to the table. Something yeah. like that is what he says. Yeah, no and one then, values the wild card. Yes, they, ex- they put padding on you and throw you in the corner. Exactly. Yeah, and so I so this started out. It's the episode starts off with sad Sam. Sam's like real fucking sad. He's not yeah. talking to anybody. He's just on his phone. He's ignoring yeah. the world. Real upset. <laughs> Nick, so Nick I, has a great line in there where uh, Sam likes to skateboard into Nick. He's either crashing into walls or Nick. Yes, yeah, yeah. Skateboarded into Nick quite a few times. <laughs> Nick, I, I don't see Nick being uh, quick on his feet, so he's probably easy prey. <laughs> exactly. Or it could just be you know accident because he's not quick on his feet. He's he's definitely somebody who stri- strikes me as somebody who would like walk into the 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 danger zone unwillingly and then just not be able to move out of the way. <laughs> But so I was hoping the way this started out, I was hoping for like a Sam episode. I was hoping we would get some full on backstory with Sam, similar to how we've gotten, you know, similar episodes with the other kids, but that doesn't really happen. No, he's just, no, he's just in the background being sad. Yeah. He's just, he's looking super sad. And then Evan's nervous to come in. He's been pacing around the building. They've been taking laps around the building. Mm-hmm. And then finally they decide, all right, cool. Let's just uh, let's just get in here. And and Alex has a great line where she says, "Hey, it looks like you're getting ready to bother." <laughs> and the team the team just has the ultimate fuck off expressions on their face. Yeah. <laughs> this is happening. Like I like just staring daggers uh, through through them. And I got to be honest with you. I love the level of petty this this team hits because Evan kind of deserves it. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> he he was the one who started this whole thing. And just then you're just going to Alex for giving birth bail? to a traitor. <laughs> oh yeah. And then just, Nick Nick has another great line where he uh 
he's pretty much ready to forgive uh evan right away he even's like he's even like oh no we're not even that mad anymore and then all the other kids glare at him and he goes oh wait no 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 we're still mad you can yeah, get bent right. evan yeah, yeah, get, get bent like, <laughs> let's let's bring that back Nick. Yeah. that is excellent i'm gonna start telling you to get bent whenever i i don't want to do something okay yeah we should definitely bring that back it's a great <laughs> hey Heath, let's record get bent <laughs> let's do it tomorrow um, and, and like Lauren is getting very savage, you know, I love, mm-hmm. I love that too. Like she's really starting to dig in. And so Alex sees all this tension. She feels it building. She feels the anger and you know, they're 12 year olds. They don't know how to express themselves. And so she decides mm-hmm. players only meeting, which to me seems like a total disaster. Cause I don't know about you, but like when I was 12, me and my friends would like take turns hitting each other in the arm to see like how far we could go until it hurt. And like, you're going to throw those types of kids in a room together and they're super pissed at each other to figure it out. Honestly, it's dangerous. It's a, it's a classic coach move though. It's players only meeting, you know, because it's, 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 with 12 year olds, it's a little iffy, but it's, it's the best way to, to get over these things. And it was working until she cut it early, you know, I trust LeBron in a players only meeting. I don't trust Evan. I definitely don't trust LeBron. Not a good only meeting. But he's going to leak something on Twitter right afterwards. LeBron himself is not, he's not even a player only. He's like the coach and the GM, you know? Yeah. I don't trust LeBron. Well, it's, it's, it's not who I do trust. I trust Nick. Nick the stick will never let you down. LeBron's people will leak something if you're being trash. <laughs> Just don't play, be a trash no, player. The play, players only meeting. That's a classic. Uh, it's a classic move. It's a good way to to squash these kind of things. It's a a great callback to uh, Coach T's other show, Letter Kenny. A lot of player only meetings in that show, and they work. They're fantastic. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That when when the pheasants weren't playing well, they hit all the players only meetings they could. Yes, and the, the best. Well, so the the best part of the Letter Kenny player only meetings is the coach uh, would always like randomly like come in in the middle of it, and they'd be like, "Coach, players only meeting," and then he'd be like, "Oh, oh my bad, my bad. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> let me let me get out of here. I don't want to interrupt it." <laughs> Which is exactly what Alex do because it, it it was working. They were ha- they were communicating. Granted, in a very hostile tone, but it was get you were everybody was venting. They were getting it out. They were airing their grievances. It was starting to turn to work. And even Bombay was like, "This is like your coaching. Your coaching instinct is spot on. Don't stop it. Let them fight to the death, and then they'll move on." You know, death match definitely got into her head when he said that. But like, so it it was working, and she cut it off early. Her walking in and stopping it is why that didn't work. Not because. It wasn't going to work. I do have to say, though, it should, shouldn't have been needed because Evan had the most weak-ass apology that he just kept doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on, which was, guys, it was only one practice. You shouldn't be mad. Mm-hmm. You should be getting over it. You know what he, that he, does? He, that he, pisses he, people <laughs> off more when you tell, like, hey, Brandon, I know you're really pissed at this, but you shouldn't be like, oh, cool. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm actually not pissed anymore. I'd be like, hey, you know what you should do? You should fuck off because I'm mad. Don't tell me I shouldn't be mad. Yeah, get back. Uh, it's like we have to get come together to win the next to win, to win the no. next game. I, I also love when Bombay comes in and he's like, hey, 
where the hell is everyone? I did stuff. Like I've set up phones. I had practice. I got off off my couch for the first time in six years. Where's the communication? (laughs) Like, do you not see my love for you right now? (laughs) But yeah, Evan constantly going around and invalidating everybody's feelings was not a good way to kind of brush it over. And he kept using the, uh, he kept using the, the phrase, it wasn't about you guys. It was about me. It's not you. It's me. (laughs) <laughs> like any everyone that's been dumped and gets that line used on them you know it's you yeah. like it's de- it's definitely you. there's no there's it's because they don't like you anymore <laughs> like you are the issue so it's a great cover-up but it, it doesn't work everyone sees just you know right through it but like alex does you also can't blame her because the don't bothers are not necessarily known for their their social skills you know there's some there's some socially awkward folks and so throwing them in to to communicate openly is a very dangerous game yeah it's dangerous but i I mean it was working it was working until she freaked out and got all you know worried paranoid again did did you love nick trying to act angry during this episode (laughs) yeah he kept trying to act angry and then immediately was like no it's not believable is it is it <laughs> it's, what is like what a sweet kid i just we, we love nick he is the absolute best I, I love maya throwing out evan like hey this is about loyalty yep just not not liking it um also we predicted this one of the episodes we talked about logan feeling getting pissed about being left out of uh, out of the sleepover and the Yes, it, it came back. It came back it to did. haunt them. It did. Because no he, invite he, lives across the street. He, he can, saw it go down. He can down. see you. He can see you. He even <laughs> says that he saw you through the kitchen window. Yes, <laughs> eating every Swedish fish was like a dagger to his heart. The kid loves Swedish fish. I don't get it. I mean, they're good, but there's a lot better candy options oh. out there than Swedish fish. I'm no, they're the, they're the worst. They're like it's they're they're good, but there's nothing great. I no, it's not worth a dagger to the heart. Now, if they had some, maybe some everlasting I don't think it was, gobstoppers. I don't think it was the Swedish fish in particular. It's what the oh. Swedish fish represented, Heath. Oh, every, every candy that he could have been sharing with them. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes, they didn't even didn't even think to invite him. And then and Nick, he, Nick trying to save his ass ends up oh. alienating Koob. Yeah. Because <laughs> he says Koob wasn't even supposed to be there in the first place. He was a pity invite. <laughs> to save his own ass and to make Logan feel better, he isolates Koob. Not a great move by Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Just really flexing that, that social awkwardness because <laughs> Koob was an impromptu invite. Yeah. And, it was supposed to be a and, best friends hang. Just yeah. best friends. Yeah, and, and poor Koob's like, hey, I don't even know what a hangout is like. And all of a sudden, you're doing a best friend one, and you, it's a pity invite? <laughs> that's, that's rough. That's rough on a poor kid that never leaves his face. There's another great line that Logan had with, when he's fighting with Nick over that is, oh. I think he asks, there's a lot of, it was in the middle of like, everybody's argument so i'm not exactly i didn't hear exactly what he said again i, sh- I gotta turn the subtitles on but, you gotta hit the subtitles because i know exactly what he said that's so, okay so evan uh, logan is essentially like did you have you even played hockey before nick and nick goes uh yeah i have you'd know that if you listen to my podcast 
<laughs> I have over 400 episodes. Well, well that's Logan said. Logan said, he's, that's what yeah, Logan said. Logan's right. like, you have 400 episodes. Where would I even start? <laughs> yeah. I have a lot to say, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> 400 episodes. That means that Nick just sits and talks to himself in a recorder constantly. Well, um, him, and Ma- feel for the kid. him and Mary Jo. Him and Mary Jo. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I forget that hey, he had the partner in crime. Yeah, they're the number two Southeast Minnesota youth hockey podcast. You know, that's a, that's a lot of content he's, to cover the entire southeastern por- portion of Minnesota. Um, also in there, and once again, the subtitles came in clutch because I got a gem from Lauren to Maya. At least I have a sleep schedule. <laughs> that was what they were. I don't know. They were arguing, and it just had a line from Lauren yelling about having a sleep schedule, which once again, Lauren, I get it. If I don't get my eight hours of sleep, I am a disaster the next day. Like I'm angry. I don't want to talk to anyone. I might just randomly break something. I might go chat and punch a hole in the wall. I, who knows? But um, I, thought that, I thought, I was like, wow, subtitles strike again. What a great line. Yeah. <laughs> And oh, and uh, I found I found the line that you were looking for from Lauren earlier. Uh, Alex is like, "Hey guys, let's make some friendship bracelets." And she oh, was that's like, what it is. The, the bracelets will be woven uh, woven of lies. Yep, that's what it is. <laughs> and she's not wrong. No, you know, listen, definitely we, not. Let's let's reach out to uh, our friendship bracelet connoisseurs, uh, the the fans of the podcast. But when you make a friendship bracelet, you want every strand to represent the bond of friendship, and it's just not going to happen when you fake it with these these fake ass ones. Yeah, yeah. The in the midst of an argument is not the time to to weave a uh, friendship bracelet. No, it's it is. There's going to be it's going to be a lot of unnecessary tension. The bracelet be, might be tighter yeah. than what you want it to it's be. It's going to be a lot of a lot of bad juju within those those beads yeah. there. Yeah, that's and and Lauren knowing a lot about magic and and you know that kind of stuff, she's going to understand that you can't put you got to have positive vibes in the friendship bracelet. Exactly. Otherwise, it ends up cursed. You know. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you end up with like possessed dolls and stuff. Is you when you build stuff out of lies. And and so then in the middle of all this greatness, the lights just completely cut out. And I love that the team starts to blame Evan and, and him and his mom are like, okay, this obviously is not my fault. And I don't remember who said it, but someone was like, yeah, it's at least 75% your fault. <laughs> I forget who said the 75% line, but uh, Logan's the one who points it out first. Uh, like right when the lights goes out, goes out, go out. He's like, damn it, Evan. What did you do this time or something like that? <laughs> yeah, way to go. Evan. Way to go, Evan. <laughs> and and so and, and Bombay is trying to get the get the thing fixed. He's trying to go. The ice is gonna turn into a puddle. And all of a sudden, he, you know, it's time to cancel practice. No dice. And then Bombay comes out. Well, I think we can go to this secret spot, I yeah. know. And here comes the, the I, title. I know a place. He knows the place. Yeah. We've seen it. We've seen this place. There's a lot more trees around it this time. If it's, I, say, I don't think it's some... the exact same location, but you oh, know, okay. it's this is a different <laughs> secret location. Because I was going to say, the one that well, I mean, but, we but, saw in the movie when he was growing up, yeah, yeah. it was very open space around it. Yes. You know, not, a lot of, not a lot of trees. Not like this, where they now came this out was, of the forest. This, yeah, this one was more enclosed for sure. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it, they, he takes them to the, uh, a pond that I'm assuming... 
Okay. Now it wouldn't have been, but the the pond that he played on as a kid with his dad, yeah. where he learned to play yeah. hockey. Nature's ice palace is yes. what he calls it. Yep. Some pond hockey. Um, some, Maya has some a ODR. great line. She's looking some ODR. She's looking for Maya's looking for the Wi-Fi and the cocoa bar. She's not pissed. I love that all the kids are like complaining about the hike to the. They're like, "Geez, how <laughs> how far have we walked? Is it five minutes or five miles?" So that was Nick's line. <laughs> so they're already tired before practice. They're pissed about this hike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, he calls it Shinny. I thought that was a fun name for pickup hockey. Oh yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of yeah Shinny pickup. There's all kinds of weird slang for for pond hockey. Yeah, and so they're they're gonna work on their instincts. That's Bombay's goal. We gotta we gotta work on our instincts. We're gonna show it, and then they show like a quick little montage of people practicing. And I just had to point well, they this play, out. You you missed you skipped oh, over that. They play tag. Yeah, Evans it. <laughs> <laughs> when, they play well. because well, he wants them to get on the ice without their skates. He wants them to feel yeah. the ice underneath their feet. And get so, loose. Yes, and so they all get on the ice. And of course, you have Alex freaking out, like Charlie's mom in the first one, where she's yeah. like, "It's gonna break. We can't be doing this." And then she just—they <laughs> tell her to leave, and she goes, "Okay, I'll be in the—I'll just be in the car with my thermos." And she <laughs> fucking leaves. Yeah, and and Nick is loving the beauty that's that's surrounding them. I love that option too. When when Nick came in, but yeah, so they're they're playing tech. They're getting a feel for the ice. Yes, running around, they have some fun, running yeah. around like crazy. Um, Sam is still sad though. Like he's he's just sitting he's not, on the ice. Yep, looking at his looking, phone, not not participating, not talking. Looking super depressed. Um, and and no, no, nobody is even trying to address him. Even Bombay doesn't even say anything. They just, just tag him, around. Just lets him. him sit. Yeah, yeah. They just <laughs> let him sit, sit and pout. Um, I did have to point out when they were doing like some of the practice drills, like when they were doing the skating race, Logan mm-hmm. just did the flag. He was the starter and Coob was standing in the goal. Yes. And then when they did the other practice montage, both Coob and Logan, the two individuals who should probably be getting the most work, um, we're, we're getting none. We're getting yeah. none. Now we see eventually we're Coob seven, does get some work. We're seven episodes in and we have not taught these kids how to skate. Unreal. Just negligent coaching, which yeah. is shocking now that Bombay's more involved. But we're, we're starting say, to see... Starting this, to is, see this is Bombay's first actual coaching endeavor with the team. You know? And, and, and he, takes a, he, takes a special, he takes special attention with Coop. He tries to tackle the Coop issue, which yeah. is thank, thank God. Thank, thank God. God. What, did, what did you think about... Um, so, fun little Easter egg. They used eggs the first time, but they modernized it and they used the phones but all I could think of when they were doing soft hands with the phones, mm-hmm. like I didn't see any like super crazy phone cases by any means. Like the water damage is going <laughs> to ruin all those phones instantly. What were they thinking? Yeah. Yeah. I noticed That's, that too. I, 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 fig- I figured they had cases on. To like a life lock case. Cause like, Maybe there's something a, like that. If you don't have a life lock, even some of your OtterBox cases can let some moisture through. That happened to me once because I, I when I was working for the city, I, I sweat through my jeans and I got some water damage on the phone. <laughs> I'm a disgusting animal. <laughs> um, but yeah, so but, but I, really, I, I, did, I, I just got to be honest. I, it's, it's not a big deal, but it did bother me. In, in I did the like the phone. I, about the phone. I liked the phone pass, though. I it was great. It was, I, I thought it was. I good. loved it. It was a good callback. Yeah. 
to the Evan tapes. being on Nick's home screen. That was the best part. Was the the lock screen. You you see Nick's lock screen is is just just a single like selfie photo of Evan. Nick's not even in it. It's just Evan, <laughs> and then Evan sees that and like freaks out for a second. He's like, what? The, why am I on your lock screen? <laughs> I also love uh, Logan and Nick are shooting it back and forth, and Logan's like, "Hey, Nick, your moms are calling. Should I pick up?" <laughs> and Nick's like, "Only if you want a pleasant and encouraging conversation." <laughs> and so I think we have to shout out Nick's moms again, who just seem like. The most delightful yeah. and best parents out yes. of the whole show. Like gotta, obviously the best parents in the show. I gotta so get I gotta get them on an episode of, of Parenting Corner with Brandon. Gotta because, dissect, dissect their brain a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And like figure out like, hey, we may one day bring future spawn into the world. What are some parenting tips for, yes. for two idiots? <laughs> but I, I loved I loved when he said that. Um, but it did it did take me a minute to get over the water damage of the phones. But um, so still no high five after practice though. And we get to a very crucial scene where Evan rips the C off his Jersey. Good riddance. Hadn't deserved it up to this point. Not a lot of leadership. So that's what the team needed. They didn't need your shitty apology saying it was only one practice. Yeah. And he ripped it off like it was Velcro, which threw me for a loop. And the sound effect was even like a Velcro sound effect. That's not I was going to ask. Those are sewn on. Well, right? they're, they're either sewn on or they're heat pressed on, depending on, you know, your budget. But it's definitely not Velcro. No. And it would fall off in the middle of the game. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just rip it. You can't just rip it off. I mean, theoretically, with a heat press, if you, you could rip it off, but it wouldn't be nice and clean like he did it. You'd have to, like, work at it a bit, you know. But definitely not Velcro. Threw me for a loop. I, I wanted I wanted them to put the C on Nick's chest, but like Sophie said, well, yes, is, well, so Nick Nick isn't wearing the C, but he's still a captain. Yeah, everyone's yeah. a captain. Yes, everyone's wait, a captain. Wait, wait till wait till his mom's here about this. Oh, they're gonna be <laughs> they're gonna be so pumped. And you know what? The pond hockey it was just it was that spoonful of sugar that helped the medicine go down, and now we're in much better spirits. Yes. It was a nice re- It was a nice reset. You got everybody out, out of the out of the locker room, out of the the ice rink. You get a fresh perspective, you know. Yeah. We and then we we do a quick cut. We're at Twin City Slices again. Um, we're celebrating. We're laughing together. We're bonding. We have the fun story about Nick being scared of a bunny. Did you catch that one? Yep, yep. Nick <laughs> got scared of a bunny. And you know, I, the, the first thing I thought of was like, um, obviously. It's a little bit dated, but these kids haven't watched the Holy Grail because bunnies can be murderous at times. Yeah. He's good. Well, and if, yeah, the, you got the Holy Grail whole thing, but also you see a bunny running, you know, what's, what's the bunny running from is the, that's the scary part. You don't know. Yeah. Could be a coyote. Alex said she saw a bear earlier. You don't, it could be the bear coming. If, if Alex saw a bear and you see a bunny running, Nick's concern is something that should be followed by the rest of the team. That's yes. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you so, know, you know how they, you know how they say don't run from a bear because yeah. they're super quick and they would be able to catch you. Do you think you could out, like if you were on ice skates, do you think, do you think somebody, like, do you think Nick could outrun a bear ice skating? 
The issue is that eventually you'd hit the end of the pond. So you'd have to do some form of like quick pivot movement to That's true. make well, sure I, that I'm, you're not getting like a swipe from the bear. Cause like, you know, we saw, so I, we saw I feel like we saw earlier. I'm picturing, like a, a I'm, I'm picturing like a perfect scenario where you're on like a massive lake and you got, oh. you've got runway for days. Okay. Cause how fast can a bear run? You know? Cause like, I mean like NHL players skate, they can they when they're skating they can hit like twenty five miles an hour. That's usually like, I think twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven is like top speeds. A polar bear can run twenty five. A Ooh. grizzly bear can run thirty five. So okay, like, yeah, so you're not you're not making that. If this is looking straight grizzly, it's about <laughs> to get grizzly because you're gonna get eaten by that big ass bear. Yeah, yeah, you're not okay. out skating, not Nick. What are you doing that? Do you, you know? That's when, is that, is our, it's mountain lions where you get big, bears where you go fetal. I honestly don't know. I think, I think bears, you can go big too. I don't know. It's been a while since I was a Boy Scouts. I don't remember. Listen, you know I do, what you I, I do, do, I do, I do a little bit and you die. <laughs> I do know for sure if you see a bear and the bear doesn't see you, you need to make sure the bear sees you. You got to be, you got to be, because you don't want to, last thing you want is for the bear to, for you to sneak up on the bear, because that's yeah. when it'll freak out and just charge. If you're a safe distance away and you see the bear, you make noise, you let, you, you let them know you're there, you know, yeah. you, give them a, you give them time to prepare for your, your, some, some, your essence, you know? Some, some like, whoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah hey. exactly. <laughs> hey, old bear. <laughs> 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 so so but but the the thing with the slices is that we see some conflict building between Evan and Sophie because while the team is engaged Sophie's not a ro- she's not ready she's not ready to forgive she's doing her well, homework so, she's got Sophie, some Latin homework so 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 yeah she's taking Latin she knows Latin Sophie has Sophie has forgiven him in a hockey sense but as in a friend sense she's yeah. still she's it's still true. upset because she's she a figured she she says to him she she says I think I thought we were closer than this I thought you would have been able to talk this through with me like I talked my duck situation through with you, you know instead of I, just, I just just bailing. I think that Sophie also needs to realize that twelve year old boys do not have that kind of emotional depth to <laughs> go into that kind of conversation with you. Like Evan didn't know he was just making impulsive decisions because that's what being 11 12 and 13 is for a boy you just do stuff and then you learn the consequences so you don't do it later in life yeah well you, you got to learn sometime Heath. you know yeah you can't but and you can't just let evan get away scot-free without any consequences oh, you know? listen she deserves to be pissed that was yeah. like that was the shittiest thing to do it's like you spend all this time convincing her to do it and then you take her spot <laughs> on the ducks like what fuck else? you dude like that's how what? friendships end <laughs> what what I kind of wish he would have done that. I kind of wish that would have been his plan, like from the beginning, to have like her he quit. Evan was the actual bad guy. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like he geez. masterminded this whole situation just to take her spawn on the ducks. 
like that's what like a very frozen move where you think yeah anna's anna's bow is gonna just sweep her off her feet and it's like oh my god he's a bad guy yeah oh what, what a what fucking a twist. twist yeah yeah they could have m night Shyamalan super hard with the evan twist that this was his diabolical plan and his mom was unaware and she just bought that shit hook line and sinker yeah. oh how <laughs> diabolical i love that that's, that's a much better storyline. <laughs> yeah. They they need to get us on. They, we need some writing credits on season two. We got to – because between that and then Winnie being uh, Han and Jan, uh, you know, they're like – Their niece? Yeah. yeah niece or, or great-granddaughter or granddaughter or whatever. Yeah. We, we got to get in on season two. We, gotta, we need some writing and, credits. And like the advice guru. Like she, she should yeah. be Wilson from Home Improvement. You know, exactly. behind the snack stand, just—it's <laughs> right there for you, Disney. God damn yeah, it! This like, isn't I that hard. Fucking smart. <laughs> Jeez, I shouldn't say that. I am so sorry, Disney. Do not firebomb my family's house. <laughs> I just—I just don't know how much they control. That's true. No, nobody does. I don't even think they do. <laughs> um, but but it, I also, um, as they as they close out that uh, that sequence, though, I love that uh, Sophie. He's like. You're studying Latin? How do you say I'm a stupid jerk in Latin? And Sophie does not miss a beat. She's just like, boom, you're a stupid jerk in Latin. And then we end scene, just mic drop by Sophie. Well, Well-deserved mic drop. Then Evan like, looks around and is like, I can't believe she actually knew it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, she's <laughs> Sophie, very underrated. Not only a premier hockey star, but the academia going there as well she's oh yeah future future academic all-american yeah. she's doing she's doing parent coffees she's learning latin she's got it all down and actually you know the you know the first episode we roasted that none of these kids were, were going anywhere but so sophie actually has a, a legitimate chance if she can keep that uh sharpshooter shot going and speed yes well I, her I, you get from her her parents have the right idea essentially to where she's using hockey as a springboard for other endeavors. You know, she's using yeah. it as a, as a tool to get into college because she's super smart. And then she'll, you know, whatever she, did they mention, you know, they talk about her brother being, they don't mention like, they don't have like a plan for His her. Major. Like, yeah. And they don't have a plan for her. Right. I don't think they have like a legit, they, at least they haven't mentioned it. They, I'm sure they do, but yeah, there's, there's some kind of plan. I'm sure it's gonna what, whatever awesome. she chooses to major in though. She's going to, she's going to crush it. And, and since it's a TV show, she'll be a doctor, right? Like the, that's a that's an easy one. She's really smart. She'll be a doctor. That's fair. Well, because they want her to go to Harvard. Yeah, Harvard Med. I, th- yeah. I don't. It, I don't even know if they have a med. Do they have a med school? I assume so. I, do you think I know anything about Harvard? I went. <laughs> I know. To I do. Like, I no, do know really? they. I do know they have a, a law school. Legally Blonde taught me that. <laughs> And listen, if you are not learning your law from Legally Blonde, then what are you even doing? Like, she's just out there empowering her, her fellow sisters to be cute mm-hmm. and to practice law. She yeah, can she, do both. She wins the she case. She can do both, right? She wins the case at the end. Yeah, I mean, it's heroic. Yeah. It's, it's delightful. Yeah, yeah. kills it. It's I, a bad movie. I'm not, I, I'm not arguing the movie. I surprisingly am okay with it. Oh, it's one of my... It's one of my f- my favorite movies. I love that movie. It's so fantastic. One of your favorite movies. We won't get into like why that should not be your favorite movie, but like, I mean, come on. There's I didn't say it was nothing... my favorite movie. I said it was oh. one of my favorite movies. And that's Still like, a, it's like a, not top five. I said one of my favorite movies. That's like a list of like 30. 
Okay. 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 That, okay. I'm a, that's. I'm a big film guy. He's big film guy. You're you're a big film. See, I if we started going into mine, like I love terrible cheesy movies. So like, um, like so anything that The Rock does, anything, <laughs> and like like literally anything, and some of his deep stuff. Like if if anyone wants to come over and argue with me about why The Tooth Fairy is a bad movie, I will do it because that shit is a cinematic classic. Starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Tooth Fairy is good. I like what, what's the this one? This is he before did? he like became like just this. Like, yeah, yeah. That's massive. when he was still like the his his original wrestler physique. Yeah. Which I mean, still jacked, but not not as not, not as bodybuilder physique. Yeah, not as girthy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the, what's <laughs> sorry, the, sorry? That's what, a, what's, <laughs> no, no. Now you got me on a rock tangent. Now I'm ready to go. Uh, what's the one he does with uh, Johnny Knoxville? Is that? Walking, Walking Tall, tall oh. which I didn't know was a remake. I think it's a remake. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, from, it's like, like an in, old in the 60s or something. It's like an old Western or something like that, I think. Another excellent one when he beats the shit out of everyone with the two by four. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, listen, if you hate, like, if you hate movies, you still have to appreciate The Rock going into a casino and beating the shit out of a whole bunch of gangsters. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. That was awesome. Everything about that movie was awesome. And then Johnny Knoxville brought the comedic relief because this was before, you know, The Rock really had his acting chops. Walking mm-hmm. Tall, The Rundown with Stifler. That's also a very yep. underrated rock movie. I love some of that. Sean William Scott or whatever his name is. Not yeah, Sean Stifler. William Scott. Well, he'll, he'll forever be Stifler yeah. for, for us, but... Um, just like, but yeah, just like, like Coach, said, Coach T is always going to be Riley. Riley and Josie. They're, they're never going to get out, get away from that. And that's okay. They do, As long as they lean into it, they can just yeah. live off of that forever. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, don't get me don't get me started on The Rock. Like he is now progressed into just an amazing actor. He's in someone now you can say The Rock is your favorite actor and people aren't going to laugh at you. But then I go back on Peacock and I start watching, you know, WrestleMania, Rock versus Stone Cold and that's where that's where you fall in love with The Rock, Jabroni. <laughs> yeah. That that's good. I I love uh The Nation of Domination Rock. That's a, that's that's where he like oh. kind of blossoms. Oh, yeah. absolutely. The way the the storyline when The Rock usurps Farouk in mm-hmm. leadership from the Nation of Domination, that's when he really starts to hit his gimmick and starts throwing down the jabronis if you smell what he's cooking. <laughs> hey Brandon, what do you what do you think about the Mighty Ducks? It doesn't matter what you think about the Mighty Ducks, Jabroni. You know, that's that's prime rock right there. The spot on impression. Spot on. I love the WWF. That's one of that's one of my. I don't even know if it's a guilty pleasure anymore because I don't even try to hide it. It's just it's great. <laughs> I don't watch. I haven't watched any of the new stuff since I went to WrestleMania in like 2011. But okay. uh, man, I have watched WCW and WWF pay per views from like '88 to like 2000 <laughs> constantly. Yeah. I was super big into to wrestling, like uh, like late late elementary, early middle school, um, and then I kind of fell off. Probably that would have been what like two thousand five, two thousand six ish is kind of when I fell off. So I haven't really seen any of the new stuff since then. But before that, yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I saw Rock versus John Cena part two at WrestleMania in New York City. It was just, it was just the best. Yeah, John Cena won. Spoiler alert. How dare you, Heath? 
How's it? It it happened ten years ago now. So that should be. Everybody should just assume that anyway. John Cena always wins. Well, and you know that was a rock. Would had had taken that was he was like okay. I came back to the WWE for two years. Now I'm gonna now I'm gonna progress back into my acting yeah. career and pa- passing the torch. Fa- yeah, exactly. Fast and the Furious movies are we're starting oh, to throw down. Get, like, don't even get me started on Fast and the Furious movies. Those are every single one of those movies is in my top thirty for sure. He's. I'm especially, not going to argue with you on that. Especially the I, new, the new Hobbs and Shaw with the Rock and J- just the Rock and Jason Statham, the like spinoff movie they did. Amazing, highly recommend it. It's on HBO. If anybody wants to watch it, it's fan fucking tastic. Idris Elba I'm, plays the villain, nails it. Okay, so I love the movie. I thought it was hilarious that all of a sudden they now have like superheroes in yeah. so in this let, movie. But let, let, let me remind. So in this the spinoff movie, Idris Elba is a cyborg who has been. <laughs> You know, technologically enhanced. enhanced with technology. Let me remind you, in the very first Fast and Furious movie, Paul Walker was an undercover cop trying to figure out which gang was uh, illegally selling DVD players. That's the premise of the first movie, and now they're superheroes. Yeah, it's and they the saved the world. Was the, excellent. The new trailer, they're on a fucking spaceship. I think they're going to space in this new the Fast 9, which, which has John Cena in it. John Cena is in, in the newest one. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is, okay, so I will, I will be there because you know who loves the Fast and the Furious oh, that's the, that's more the f- than anyone? <laughs> None other than Big Mike, oh. father of the podcaster. Nice. Just loves. So I've seen those movies. They're fantastic. That's, that's, Fast 9 is the movie, the first movie I'm going to see back in theaters. I mean, yeah. you've been to comes out early basement. Yeah, you know, play some pool, throw on the Fast and Furious movies in the background. I, I, I think we did watch them. I think we did watch a couple of Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> when he came back for Chicken Days. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyways, let's let's circle all the way back because I love. Don't get me wrong. I love some rock tangent. We will bring back some rock tangents wherever we can add them into the podcast. Sure, this, was, this is way too long of a, of a tangent. This went a little bit too long. We'll cut, we'll cut maybe a little bit out of yeah. this. But anyways, <laughs> we'll leave it, we'll leave it to uh, pro- producer Brandon. Yeah. Oh, one, one thing. So one thing, one thing I have in my notes that I want to talk about that was a little, a little bit farther back when Bombay's kind of like messing with the power to try to get it back on. Oh yeah. 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 Alex has a line where she goes, uh, she's talking about how crazy it is that the power is out. Like, what a, a shitty place this ice palace is. And Bombay's like, no, no, it's fine. And she goes, no, it's not fine. One of your emergency exits leads to a brick wall. <laughs> yes. I am so glad you circled that. Like, post-tangent, circle back to hit that, because that was a great line. Yes. The emergency exit goes out to a brick wall. Do you think there was any other, like, was it just like a brick wall into an alley? Was there an, like some sort of exit, or like the exit no, I, was legitimately just into a wall? I think if you, I think it's like a uh, just a door frame and door they put onto a wall, so when you open the door, there's just the wall right there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's that's it's probably c- contributing to the fact that it is beyond distance. It has required repairs from the state. Yeah, almost condemned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, I, I love everything about that. So, um, so post post Sophie getting pissed, insulting Evan in Latin, we get round two of pond hockey, and this yes. is where we we really start. Um, 
start to see some some stuff happening because like because there's some intermixing right it's it's pond hockey then we then we move to um alex at work but first at the mm-hmm. pond hockey they're saying hey alex and sam are no shows um sophie's kind of like you know putting a, some padding on her knee she, she's got the, she's yeah. got a bum knee Icing it. and then and then finally finally Bombay is shooting some pucks at Coob and he's just shooting them at his legs. And he's like, Coob, what the fuck? Move your feet. Like, like, Jesus, move your feet, dude. Yeah, he's like, your hands are great, but you literally don't move your feet at all. If anybody figures that out, which Newsflash Bombay, they have. They figured it out. He's let like 17 goals go by in each game. People know. 39 (laughs) goals in the first two games, Bombay. Like, wait, you were there, dude. Come on. Yeah. But so, yeah, so then he, he finally is – and Coop has the lame excuse where he's like, he's like, my feet just won't move. I can't do it. Yeah, it's, it's mental. It's all mental. It's a, yeah. it's a mental block. It's, it's like a field goal kicker that all of a sudden gets the yips mm-hmm. and can't move it through. So his, his mental block is preventing his feet from moving quickly. <laughs> Believable. Absolutely. So then Bombay is trying to get him to, like, move his feet a little bit. So he has him skate back and forth a little bit. And then – He's a bright fucking idea. Good old, good old Coach Bombay, always with the good, the the good stuff here. His He's bright, got yeah, his bright idea to get Coop to move his feet is he lies to him and tells him the the ice is breaking. Oh, the <laughs> ice is breaking underneath you. Yeah. Believable. Yeah. So Coop freaks out and sprints again. He's not skating when he does this. He just runs. <laughs> Taking like big I noticed that this episode where he's just like yeah. taking these big massive strides. He's not sliding along the ice. No. He's like stabbing the ice with his skates and sprinting forward. Yes. But that unlocks, you know, that, that breaks his yips. So now he realizes he can move his feet. It's possible. He is now Coob Patrick Wah Kubler. Coob point Yes. How did they, Jesus, Disney, get us on the writing team. That was fucking brilliant. Coop point oh. yeah. And no one said it in the episode. No. Wow. No. That's a real missed opportunity. <laughs> we'll send our business card. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, we, we, we won't need to. The, the, the Disney execs, I'm sure, are listening. They're going to be glued to their, their, their phone. I was going to say glued to their TV, but this is a podcast. Glued to their it's, phone. I was I was hoping either them or the Ringer podcast group because I love the Ringer. Don't get me wrong, but they are turning into like Netflix, where you can get a podcast just about any going any which way on the Ringer. So let's, we'll, let's hope for that. We'll uh, we'll accept any offers as yeah, well. My, if you two, you know if, if two you, of my heroes, if you Ryan have Masillo a, and Bill Simmons. Oh, I've I've mixed feelings about Bill Simmons. I don't know if we could. I don't know if I I don't know if I could work with Bill Simmons. He's a Boston homer. We wouldn't be working with those guys. You know who we'd be working with? Who is the unwritten MVP? It'd be nephew Kyle. I was saying the producer, and if, that's what if we, we need. Can, we need nephew Kyle. If we can get producer Kyle to produce the show, I'm all. I'm all in. I'm all in. Yeah, because he was the life advice segment at the Ryan Rosillo show that is gold, and nephew Kyle is the fucking backbone of those shows. Yeah. I like how you refer to him as nephew Kyle. I call him producer Kyle because I I, I don't listen to the Ringer or any other stuff. I used to listen. They had a they used to have a college basketball podcast. Um, it was called One Shining Podcast. Now it's now they're the with, with Mark Titus and uh, Tate Frazier. Great I, podcast. No. Okay, they they left and they're with like Fox Sports. I think now their 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 new podcast is Titus and Tate. 
But okay. Kyle, when they were at the ringer, Kyle was their producer. So they were always referred to him as producer Kyle. And so if we, if we can get, I would love to work with producer Kyle. That'd be fantastic. I'm all in. And like, I just listened to the Bill Simmons podcast so religiously that I'm just always going to know him as nephew Kyle. And I, I'm <laughs> just going to call him that. So yeah. sorry, nephew well, Kyle. Uh, we will, though, we're not just interested in working for The Ringer. We'll work for anybody. Fox Sports, if you want some of this, ESPN, any, any, if you, if you distribute podcasts, we, yeah. uh, we'll, we're listening, you know? Yeah. I'm not saying we're cheap, but we'll do it for the right I mean, if, if you can, if somebody can take over the editing process, I would love that. I, <laughs> somebody could take that over for me. I would accept it's, that offer guaranteed. Or, you know what, if any listeners out there are, you know, striving to one day produce podcasts, hit us up. Come join us. Come yeah. join us for a few hours on the weekends and, and talk ducks. And well, you'd sit and listen and do research about the ducks, but it'd still be fucking awesome. Yeah. And, and we're fun. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Reach out to us. The, our email is thecakeeaterspod at gmail.com. We're very friendly people. Yeah. And uh, I'm a delightful boss. I rule with an iron fist, so you better make sure you have your fucking shit together. I, you know what? Maybe I'd, maybe I'd be too much like Stephanie, Mr. Boss. No, I'm kidding. I'm too, <laughs> I'm too much of a pushover. <laughs> My guy, you, you, try, you tried hard. It's good. Enough. Yeah, yeah, fine. <laughs> uh, All right. That's, so, what we need as the, that's what we need as the producer, though, is we need Stephanie. Yeah. Stephanie, oh, Stephanie gets, gets shit done. Ste- Listen, Stephanie is exactly who I would want to be in charge of anything. Like, I, I would be okay with Stephanie being my boss. She's not in this episode at all, is she? No. Okay. So, yes, she is. We she can is. actually. This is a oh, great that's right, transition. That's right. great she, transition. She gives. She gives. A, she gives Alex a pep talk. That's what happens. Yeah, that's she gives Alex a pep talk. So we. So we cut to a scene. We have Alex walking from the break room with a microwave burrito, giving her one hundred and fifty percent of her daily sodium. I love that because as someone with high cholesterol who ate way too many microwave burritos and fast foods, like you know, you you should cut that shit out. It's not good for your heart. No, definitely not. <laughs> so, so, but, but uh, Stephanie is confused. Like, hey, why are you not at practice? Like, what's, what's going on? Oh, but also, I do have to say, what a real shitty move by Stephanie throwing the meeting sushi away instead of letting the rest of the employees sprint like vultures to the break room to feast off the scraps. Well, that's a, that's, that's a thing apparently at this law firm. Cause that, that the food at meetings comes up multiple times in the show, but only certain people are allowed to eat the food and no one else can, the haves and have not. Only the actual lawyers are allowed to eat the food. You know, yeah. if you're, everyone else is yeah. able if you're to an assistant, you gotta wait. They, yeah. They, you support them while they eat the food. Maybe exactly. give them a napkin. Yeah, Absolutely. So, so Alex on at practice and, oh, and by, I love Stephanie, just old, the ultimate passive aggressive jerk where she's like, oh, you finally, st- oh, you, you finally stopped with the team. You know what? You, I'm glad you've put those kids through enough. <laughs> God, I love Stephanie's character. The realest character on the show because oh, she's such so an much. asshole to everyone <laughs> because she's a very, successful lawyer and you know she deserves to be an asshole at work sometimes i guess yeah and it's such like the perfect like midwestern passive aggressive <laughs> just asshole which i love it, it reminds me of home i love it yeah 
oh my gosh, like she absolutely kills the Midwestern passive aggressive because the stuff she says isn't going to hurt Alex in the moment. When she gets home, she's going to remember what Stephanie said mm-hmm. about that stuff and it's just going to hit the core of yeah. her. Um, I also it's, love- it's, it's like Maya with her, with her 2017 comments. It's like, yeah, that that's, it's not stinging you right away, but it's embedding itself in your head. And then, you know, 20 years later, you have an emotional breakdown because of it. You just, the, the next fidget spinner you see, you lose it. <laughs> Stephanie also has a great line where she's talking about Bombay coaching and she says, you know, Bombay just has a talent for bringing out the best in the under gifted. Yes, under gifted is such a great phrase. I'm going to use like that so often. The, oh my gosh, like that is a beautiful phrase that we have to use. It's just the PC, you know, now that we're in a very PC world, it's the PC way of saying this person sucks. Yeah. The, the that's losers. too harsh. You could hurt feelings. The, the, the under gifted, the losers. <laughs> the losers, the have nots. Yeah. The shit on your shoe. <laughs> um, but so they're, they're kind of going back and forth and Stephanie's giving her the pep talk saying like, Hey, you need to face your fears. You can't just, you know, let Bombay take over. And as yeah. your role model, I love that Stephanie volunteers herself yeah. as Alex's I, role I, model. I, like, I, I know you look up to me and Alex even tries to brush it away. She like shakes her head and, and Stephanie doubles down. She's like, no, I, I know you do. I know you I know, I know you look up to me and that she keeps a listen just when you start to like Stephanie again because she's such a great asshole she keeps a propeller a piece of a propeller in her office to remind her to run at her fears from when she jumped out of a plane to conquer yeah. her fear of heights yeah. cuz she's yeah she's afraid of heights you know what she did he she she ran towards that fear and she jumped out of a plane yeah yeah as you have to as, as someone who is afraid of heights, like, I don't know if you could, like, maybe for a proper sponsorship for this podcast, <laughs> yeah. I would bungee jump. But I don't know. Like, oh, the only way I'd ever jump I out would, of the plane I, is if I was attached to someone that was, like, able to do it. And, yeah. like, maybe I, I'd probably, like, I don't know. I don't think I could do it. I would. I don't think I could do it. I would. So I'm not super afraid of heights, but they, I'm not a fan of them. I would definitely do like a tandem skydive where I'm strapped to like an experienced skydiver and he's got the, he or she has access to the parachute. I would do that. One thing I will never ever do is bungee jump. That just, that just doesn't look safe at all to me. Well, that's true. It's like, it's like, it's like taking fair rides. You kind of do it at your own risk, knowing that that rickety piece of shit might fall apart at any second. I just, every time I see a bungee, like, Cord, I think they're, they're called cords, right? Just looks yeah, like the, the flimsiest things. And, yeah, they they snap. Is that's a real fucking thing? They snap. Yeah. And I'm a big guy, but yeah, there was that one girl in like Australia or New Zealand that like fell into like croc infested waters. So <laughs> bungee jump. Yeah. So, so anyways, that was. But like giving the pep talk, she she decide. Alex decides. Hey, I've been too worried about safety of the players. I need to let loose. I've got a brilliant idea. She let swings me, the complete opposite direction. <laughs> yeah. Goes full 180. Let me run to practice and interrupt it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me go interrupt practice with my genius idea of blindfolding the players and having them play hockey. Yeah. Which, Which I mean, so I, they call it feel hockey. Feel hockey. So I don't hate this it's a working title. 
I don't hate this. I, the essence of this idea, but the way they do it and the fact that they do it on the pond, if you're going to do this, you need to do it in the rink where there's boards and stuff boundaries and you need to do it in a way that like built because the way they have, they have, a, so she has them actually she, like, she puts a puck down and she's like, play hockey with a blindfolded. That's not how you start this out. You have to start them out all close together and, you know, kind of like build the communication, like have one person like lead people around or something like that. Yeah. So this, I don't, this, I don't hate the idea. Great. It could have been, this it could have worked. Been, yeah, what she did though was terrible. So that, oh, that was such a great point because the execution was trash, but the mm. essence of like, hey team, we could communicate without even seeing each other on the ice because you should be able to feel and anticipate that where the next person is going on the ice. Phil Jackson exactly. actually used to do something very similar to this where um, the, the first like 10, 15 minutes of bowls practices with like Rodman and Jordan and everybody, he would have everyone sit quietly and they would have to sit and meditate in complete silence for the first 10 minutes of practice. See, and it would help would them be, like grow closer together. That's it's the yeah. same essence, right? Yeah. I, it reminded me of a little bit of a semi-pro, the Will Ferrell, Woody Harrelson <laughs> basketball movie. Because towards the end, Woody Harrelson like takes over from Will Ferrell as like the coach or whatever, and he's yeah, running player coach. Yeah, he has a play that he's running, and he essentially he makes them do it constantly for hours until they throw hours. up. Yeah, he calls it the puke play because we're gonna do we're gonna run this play until you throw up. And his 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 uh, reasoning behind that was was because we're gonna run it so often that you just automatically know what you're doing. So that way, when you're you know when you're in the heat of battle and you're super tired, you still know what to do because it's burned into your head. Yeah, like, she could have done something like this with the blindfold, where so you start off slow, right? You start off with them just kind of skating and figuring out how to communicate. Then, um, without the blindfold, you have them run a play, right? And then with the play. Once they get that down without the blindfold, then you put the blindfolds on and have them run the play that way. I think yeah. that could work, but that's not what she does. And then the the thing they do at the the game, how close are we at to the game? What, what's after this? We're, we're getting close. I do okay. have to say her, her instructions for them after she put the blindfolds on was for them to see with their hearts. <laughs> yes. And, and, and Nick behind the goalie taking very dangerous – swings with his hockey stick and no one said anything he's swinging like, up top he's like oh I, yeah. I, I i think i got it i think i got it the do puck you do is, that in the hockey puck game? is not in the air just completely disoriented <laughs> and then doesn't part very quickly doesn't there's like a like a bird uh like a bird noise or like an owl or something and nick hears that and he goes oh i think i heard the puck That's, and, and alex is like Oh, okay. Maybe this idea should have uh, should have stay, uh, was maybe it was it was great in my head, and, and Bombay was like, "Yeah, that's where it should stay." Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, zinger, Bombay. Yeah. Well, because so when she gets um, to the practice, she she immediately goes, "Okay, guys, I have this idea." Blindfolds, and then Bombay like drops his stick and skates over, and he's like, "No, no, 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 no." Uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's reel this back. Up. But um, so end of practice, we get the news. Sam is quitting the don't bothers. He mm-hmm. no longer, so, he's, he's so retiring I, as a wild card. I want to po- point this out. Sam was not at that practice where they did the blindfolds. Yep. Sam was, Sam was missing. And then Alex was missing for the first half. Yes. But so, so Sam 
does Sam has no idea about the blindfold nonsense. But so no. then he he ends up texting after the practice. He texts Coob or yeah. he, the group chat or whatever and says, "I'm quitting. Um, I'm cleaning out my locker." So they Evan, Nick, and Coob rush to yeah. the Ice Palace to to catch him. They gotta they gotta go save it. Because they're like, hey, man, you would have nailed blindfolded hockey. That was that was mm-hmm. the Sam expertise. He would have led them through that. They needed their they needed their wild card. But then, which I I, I don't I don't understand I don't understand that reasoning. I don't I don't get how they would automatically assume he can he's good at blindfolds. And this but is so, where we get our Saturday morning moment where Nick like, or Sam's like, hey, you know, I've I've never been a part of a team. I've never been recruited. No one's ever wanted me for my yeah. talents until the don't bothers. And then you betrayed that trust, Evan, and that hurts. I wish and they then, would have gave us more Sam before this. Cause it's just sad, Sam, nothing from Sam. And then all of a sudden he's quitting and we get the heartfelt moment. It was just, we needed more of Sam, you know, yeah, we got, we got zero setup other than him crashing into shit at school. Yeah. Yeah. And being thrown around as like a, the, the illegal play where he was like a battering. Man. Yes. Yeah, there's been terrible character development with Sam. Yeah, but we we have to retire the wild card nickname because he's not a wild card. I was a little bit off on that. I was close because I was going for Charlie Day wild card. That's what he Mm -hmm. seemed like to me. He is not a wild card. He's an X factor. He's a Joe Rogan X factor (laughs) participant. He's doing DMT with Joe Rogan in the parking lot and then skating into shit. Yeah, (laughs) well... Joe Rogan's not X Factor. Joe Rogan's f- Fear Factor. Fear Factor. Damn it, same difference. No, it's not the same difference. So now he's the he's the X Factor. But he does like DMT. He who's, talks about who, it all the time. Who's Sam? Joe Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, Joe 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 likes it. Yeah, yeah, Sam. That's it. That's been that was actually one of the the newest PSAs. Like, hey parents, have you heard your kids talking about DMT because they saw it on Joe Rogan? Don't let your kids do DMT. Yeah. Hopefully Sam's not doing DMT. Although I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't put it past the X factor. And so, so, so Evan calls him that, and Sam fucking lights up. Yeah, because all all it took to bring Sam back was a cool nickname. Yep, that's what he needed. And then what does the X factor do? He skates his skateboard into the wall, and then yes. he is he is a new man. He then is, he does the he does the Shawn Michaels kick up too. After yeah. he does that. Oh yeah. Most excellent. He was geared yeah. up for some sweet chin music after oh, yeah. that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> so just just a sk- skateboard crash. And then now we're hitting the game. Now it's game time. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're rocking the game. We've got on the bench, we've got Sophie and Evan. And we, we finally feel like this is, you know, kind of a moment between two young people who just really appreciate spending time together. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, Evan's kind of laying it on thick, kind of, you know, talking up Sophie brings her a compression sleeve, which I've got to be honest, I like to receive gifts the same way Sophie does. Something, something that's thoughtful, that's thoughtful, heartfelt, and practical. Yes. Something I'm going to use. Don't, don't get me flowers because they're going to die. Just throw that <laughs> shit away. Just put your money in the trash. <laughs> You know, you don't have a green thumb, Heath? No. We actually did buy a plant for our patio, and that son of a bitch died very fast. Yeah. Now the birds just come and, like, take shit out of it for their nests. It's, it's sad, but I left it up for the birds. Yeah. Even even yeah. though the birds aren't real, but we won't get into that. <laughs> Your plant's given back now. Given back. 
I I have the worst. I I have a black thumb. Like any plant, I I touch dies. I I still I bought one. I bought two plants, like a couple months ago. One of them is like a weird little like palm tree thing. So that thing okay. is that thing's thriving. It doesn't it doesn't need me to take care of it at all. Perfect. The other one I got, I don't even know what it's called, um, which probably is contributes to my black thumb because I don't do any. As with the podcast, I don't do any research. I just I, I wing it. And Listen, but if this, you want research, go get a professional. Yeah. If you want us to do it, we're just going to yeah. fucking or, improvise. Or, or get us a producer, and then we, then we can do that. But uh, the, the other plan I have is, is hanging on by the, the skin of its teeth. It's, it's, it's on its last leg. It's about, it's about dead. Would you say it's on its last root? Yeah, or last leaf, although yeah. it still has quite a bit of leaves. Or it's getting ready to leaf you permanently. <laughs> Okay, let's let's move right. on. We'll, we'll save we'll <laughs> save the puns for the for the uh, dad podcast spinoff. <laughs> dad podcast with two non dads. Yeah. <laughs> Let's got, tell you how this shit's done. I already got the bod though, so we're we're halfway there. <laughs> that's a, that's a step one. <laughs> um. So the other, the thing that bothered me. So Evan gives Sophie crushes a gift. Sophie finally forgives Evan. They're ready to to play the the Husky. Is it? No, it's not the Huskies. Not the Cardinals again. I don't know. They're playing. No, Sophie. it's it's some playing it's, a team. It, it's a no. Freak. What what team was it? It was Hornets. The Hornets. The Hornets. Yes, I was saying all the other teams that they played before, um, but they're playing the Hornets. Um, but then this is what the, we've got. Alex in the stands because she is just kind of gone off her rocker as a coach lately. Well, so and she, yeah. Bombay so she, in the stands as well because he's yes. the assistant. But so, yeah. So Bombay, at the end of the last episode, he takes the, you know, he asks if he can be the assistant coach. And then with this episode, uh, Alex, when she's talking to Stephanie, even mentions it. She's like, now that Bombay is here, I'm kind of taking a step back. Especially since I don't know what I'm doing and I'm asking kids to fucking blindfold themselves. She's like, I'm taking a step back. Bombay can handle this. He's got this. Yeah. But apparently her and Bombay never had that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Bombay still thinks he's the assistant. And so, yeah, they're both – at the start of the game, they're both sitting up in the stands. And, and the ref is yelling. Yeah, he's like, does this team have a coach? Where's the coach? Yeah. And then you get a nice little, you know, heartfelt uh, Bombay-Alex conversation where – Bombay, Alex is like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know anything about hockey. And Bombay is like, yeah, you don't know anything about hockey, but your like coach instinct is there, you know, like yeah. you're, you're a good teacher. And he, he talks about how the reason, like, you know, like he, yeah, I think, is it this scene he, where he, he, he's the one who shut the power off originally yeah. thing yeah. to, to give everybody a reset and kind of rethink. And he was like, you know who I learned that move from you, Alex. Yeah. I was hoping he was. She brought oh. him up out of his shell. Yeah, yeah, I was hoping he was going to say something like completely out of left field there. Like, you know who I learned that from? Coach T. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's yeah. he's romancing Alex. So now oh, yeah. she's in. She's she's ready to coach. They barely make it to the bench before the referee wants to just like, hey, this team doesn't have a coach. They're done. Get them yeah. out of here. <laughs> you know, refs over this dramatic bullshit up in the stands. Yeah. Because um, that you will forfeit without a coach. We learned that from D two. Yeah, we we know. That's yes, a fact. but um, apparently you don't need like an actual coach. Anybody can just hop out from the stands and be like, "I'm the coach." Because that's what I mean, the, see, that's what they do in D two too. Uh, D two as well. Uh, yeah. 
we've seen it time and time again. The trainer lady just it's like fine, I'll be the coach. Whatever happened to her too? I miss her. What is she doing? She she was their um their teacher, not their trainer. I think she, she was a trainer as well, wasn't she? Oh, really? She taught them. Because remember... She, she for the, sure taught them. Yeah. But I think she was like... Or maybe she was just the teacher. Listen, we saw her teaching, but we didn't see her taping any ankles. So she was usually just lurking in the background of the locker room. That's true. What is she up to, though? Do you think she's still around? I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to deep dive into, into her. But um, so, so we, we get, get a, that. We need a cameo from her. That's who can freaking... Snap Bombay out of this little, you know, rut he's in. Yeah. Because she did it then. She, she, exactly. she got Bombay in check. She was, a, yeah. she was the voice of reason for Bombay. Or the, or the Iceland the Iceland girl? Can we get her back too? Oh. See, so had an interview with her too. How did it feel to be, you know, the, the person who came in between Gordon Bombay and Team USA Junior Hockey? Yeah. She might hang up the call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> So anyways, on the ice, we start the game. All of a sudden, Coob Patrick Waugh Kubler, which is the name yes. that I've just invented for him, is just yeah. shutting Coob. it down. Coob.0. He's killing it. <laughs> Coob.0 has completely taken over the game. Yes. Sam is playing loose. X-Factor jumps in front of the puck. He's blocks, a, blocks a shot. Dude, takes, that's it. takes it right to the chest, too. Because he, he dives, he makes the dumbest shot block move ever. He dives head first into it. Dangerous. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to lose some teeth, buddy. Yeah, but he takes it right in the sternum, but he's, he's okay because he's the X factor. And then, and then we have the team, you know, they're playing well. They're thinking, hey, if we just run out the clock, we can tie a really good team. Yes, we can tie. Although they mentioned before, was it last, or two episodes ago? Whenever they last played a game, because I don't think they, they have to win game. out. Yeah, they got to win six straight sense. or nine straight, or I think it was nine straight, right? Yeah, yeah they had straight. to win nine straight because Evan said that he's like, yes. "Hey, if we win nine, and then everyone laughed at. Him. Yeah, yeah. If you want nine wins, just keep watching this tape. <laughs> keep watching the same win over and over yeah, yeah. again. Um, so, so Alex is like, "Nope, we're going for the win." Let's make this happen. And this is where they lost me a little bit. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. It is the dumbest sequence in a youth sports movie I've ever seen. It makes it makes it makes the, the flying airbud air athletic scenes look like whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't mean to hit a nerve with Airbud. I didn't mean to hit a nerve with Buddy didn't do anything to you, okay? Those were not believable scenes. I I would have blocked that fucking dog shot ten times out of ten in those games. He would he would have bit you. (laughs) You you blocked. He wouldn't have lasted long on the court if he bit me, Brand. There's there's no shots. Show show me the rule book where it says biting's a foul, Heath. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> hacking on the arm shit i was going up for a shot and he bit me on the arm easy foul call no i don't think the ref would have called it i don't think he would have called it listen me and air bud no actually you know like whoever whoever the golden retriever is now you know i'm sure we had to r.i.p air bud he, that yeah. was like 20 well, years ago wasn't it buddy yeah but buddy passed away i think he passed away shortly after the first movie uh, sad day, but you know, whoever can, can do an air, but maybe I can play some one-on-one with them. You can see if that movie has legitimate legitimacy. But anyways, this is the dumbest youth sports sequence I've ever seen oh, yeah, in my ridiculous. entire life where they all just close their eyes and the other team's like, Oh my God, 
Their eyes are closed. Yeah. What's they, happening? Let me get out of the goal. Is this yeah. legal? I th- th- is it the goalie that skates up to one of the other players yeah. and goes, can they do that? <laughs> yeah. Like, like that's the, it, it, it is one of the dumbest things. It makes like, like, listen, I, we've seen a lot of great moments like this. Like remembering little giants when they grab the acids and they start like foaming out of the mouth. And <laughs> yeah. so the other team panics and then they score a touchdown. That was believable because if I, you see someone foaming at the mouth, you're like, yeah, I don't want to get rabies. No. Yeah. Let me run uh, away. So I was just this kid. But yeah, these, these kids just close their eyes and then the, the other team freaks out. It makes no goddamn sense. It makes all of Bombay's other plays that are just straight garbage look brilliant. Like this makes flying V look like the greatest play that's ever happened. Yeah. I just, I didn't, I didn't know what to think when it happened while and, I was watching it. Because and I was just, on the, on, during the practice time when everybody's blindfolded, they never once show them actually completing a pass. So then when they do it in the game, it comes out of left field. There was no, yeah. All they did. When did they learn how to do that? Over yeah. each other. That was all they did. Like, when, and you know what? That play that they completed. All they they could have had their eyes open the whole damn time, and it would have been they, the exact same. The if they would have had their eyes open, it would have gone a lot better. It would have been yeah, smoother. yeah. It, but maybe well, it would not, not only freaked out the other team, it wouldn't have distracted the other team with their eyes closed. Yeah. Well, it yeah. I don't know. But so they not only do they close their eyes, but then the passes that they make are so slow. like the movements they do once their eyes are closed are so slow no. like it takes them 15 seconds to make one pass there's no way like well obviously the other team either they suddenly lost their skates maybe there there's cement over in the other portion of the ice because they are nowhere to be seen after the face off they just yeah, completely they, vanish they while while the other team takes 10 seconds to pass the puck with their eyes closed, and then my is it Maya shoots a she crushes a little slappy in. I think it's Lauren. So Evan wins the face off, or is it Sophie that wins the face off? I thought it was Sophie Evan Maya, but maybe it's Sophie Evan. Lauren. My, Maya gets the pass, and then she passes it to Lauren, I believe. Okay, okay, and then that's what Lauren rips the shot. But yeah, they they could have done all of that in. With their eyes open, it was a terrible end of game sequence. I hated everything about it. It just it didn't make any fucking sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. And I think what would have been better, what would have been more satisfying was some sort of Evan Sophie, like, you know, back and forth passes, some sort of like teamwork thing where you're like, okay, these get they're Sophie's fully over it. These kids are on the same page. I think yes. that would have been more satisfying. Okay, so I think that is the theme of this episode. So once again, Disney, listen. A nice little breakaway two-man game. Sophie and Evan skating down the ice. Evan has a clean shot, but he makes the extra pass, sets up Sophie for the game winner. It it seals the victory, and then it seals the friendship. Mm -hmm. They're embracing. They're jumping. It's a yes. beautiful moment. Evan makes the unselfish, the captain-like play, you know? And in, Exactly. And instead, we got to worry about Alex's blindfold stuff because I don't understand why she's the main character yet. She's a great side yes. character. No, Once again, no offense to, um, to the, the actor, but no, she's just, just – So, yeah, 
right, she's all a right. great parent in every show movie she plays. Yeah. I want to point that out because I, I feel like we definitely badmouth the show quite a bit. I want to make perfectly clear all of the actors and actresses, everybody in the show is fucking killing it, especially the kids. Oh, yeah. The kids are fantastic. I think they're doing a great job, especially Nick and Sophie's doing fantastic. Lauren, um, Lauren and Maya are killing it. Yeah. Everybody they, they, is doing a great job acting. It's the plot lines and the writing that are, you know, they're leaving a lot to be desired. Ex- exactly. Thank you for pointing that out because we would never hate on these badass child actors coming out here and doing, like you said, a very excellent job. But the plot line that they're that they're being forced to act along to did them no favors in certain instances. Yes, and I mean, uh, again, this is not the actor's fault. This is Disney's fault. This is this is the big big business fault. Yes, they got too uh, cute. Yes, and I think it it has to do with I think it has to do with how long with, with a that it's a TV series instead of just another movie, which. I get why they would do that, but the reasons why you would do that are for like character development and stuff that they're not taking advantage of yeah. properly. You know, all of this, all of these episodes could have easily been cut, snipped, and condensed into an hour and a half movie. Yeah, perfectly fine, and you would not have lost any of the heart of this. Yeah, you would have. It's just there's a lot of filler in some of these episodes, and, and there's a lot of weird jumps that don't transition smoothly exactly it's a it's a very choppy series that doesn't seem to run smooth when there's so much potential for a very smooth and clean story arc with Mm -hmm. a lot of great character development but instead for some reason it feels really forced and 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 like i said really choppy in how they've executed this yeah like i I think they have they have Really, this show has really great ideas. It's just like from point A to point B is like, it's a great idea. Like the whole series is fantastic, but they get lost because I feel like they were trying to extend it as long as they could to like 10 episodes. It gets lost in the middle where it's kind of like shifting around and not quite be, you know, it's not as smooth as it could be. And like, like the whole Evan going back and forth. It's like weird made up drop. And it, just, and it all gets resolved in one episode. Is, is, <laughs> there's no, there's all of these episodes are standalone yeah. in a sense to where like they, you, the problem that arises in that episode, I mean, it's very sitcom-y, I guess also comes kind of yeah. do this, but yeah. for like a show, a show like this, where it's a whole season long, you're going from point A to point B, the little segmented, middle trips just seem weird and they're not smoothly transitioned into each other. It's just, I, you know, not to, and I feel like, you know, cause obviously the writers, you know, no offense to the writers of this show. Yeah. Sorry. We like you guys but, too, but like, listen, we, you don't, you don't get listeners on a pad podcast by being nice to everyone all the time. You got to stir up a little controversy. Yes. You know, there, you there, are, there are obvious, there are obvious flaws, and again, there are obvious flaws in the old movies too. So yeah. when we talk about those, we'll get into that too. This is not like you know us, but we love those old movies. Yes, and I will say I love this series. It's, oh, I've totally gotten into it. I started yeah. out with really low expectations, and it's not like 
it's not like a series that's going to, I'm going to watch over and over again, but I'm glad they made it. I've had yes. a lot of fun watching it. It hit, it hit, it hit the right spot. It hit the itch that yeah. I had. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm, I really enjoy it. There are a lot of obvious flaws with it though. Yeah. But they we did would, a really good we would job be doing, modernizing too. Yes. We would I be doing that. everybody a disservice if we did not point out the obvious flaws. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And so did you, did you, um, oh, one thing about this last game is we finally, finally got Sophie hockey action in this. Yes, they they and show like, a Sophie finally, goal. Like we got, just, we got just one goal though. Yeah, we got some. <laughs> we got a Sophie goal, but at least we saw like some Sophie impact on the ice because she is their actual X factor. Yes, and again, that's why I think it would have been so much more satisfying for the end to not be like a blindfold fucking nonsense play and would have been more Evan Sophie, yeah. you know, coming together. Exactly. But did you catch the foreshadowing at the end? Lead, like for the lead in to the description of the next episode, a little bit of foreshadowing where Alex is like, don't call me mom, call me coach. Yeah. I hated that line too. Um, but yeah, yeah. She's, she's fully embracing. She's the coach. Now she's yeah. all in. She's, I guess kind of she's figured it out, I guess, but not really. She's figured it out. Feel hockey, not field hockey, feel hockey, feel hockey. Stay with your hearts. You got to feel it in here before you can feel it out there. He's a quick message from our friends at broken forest collective built on a passion for small batch and handcrafted products. Broken Forest provides high-quality casual wear and lifestyle goods that are American-made and built to outlast the fast fashion trends. They also plant a tree in Boulder, Colorado for every product sold. Visit BrokenForestCo.com and use the code CAKEEATERS15 for 15% off your order. Episode 7, they played some pond hockey. We resolved the Evan practice drama. We move forward. We're getting we're getting some confidence. We see the team has made improvements, except for Logan. So yeah, far, he's the only yeah. he can't we, skate. We, we, can't finally, do anything. we finally taught Coop how to play goalie. Now we just need to teach Logan how to skate. I think that was the biggest thing. Is that like Coop? We've been we've been complaining about it for six episodes. Coop didn't move his damn feet. Do you think they did that on purpose? Do you think they were they wanted to just piss us off? for seven episodes of this See, kid not moving his feet so that they could fix it. Cause I feel like they waited too long to fix his damn feet, but they needed Bombay to do it. So it's a complicated web. We weave there. Yeah. I mean, well, that just goes to them just dragging out the Bombay thing. Too you long. know, like, will he, won't he kind of, yeah, they drug that out too long. And so because of that, you get pretty much all the way through the fucking season. We still yeah, have, the season. we still have two kids that can't skate. You know, the like teaching Coop how to play goalie should have been no later than episode three. Like, <laughs> no later than episode three. Teaching like, Logan how to skate should have been episode two. Exactly. Like, why? Why is Coop just learning how to move his feet and goalie seven episodes in and a couple wins in? How are they winning? Yeah. <laughs> like everyone is going top shelf against Coop. It makes no damn sense. Yeah. Again, I, it's a it's a miracle that they didn't give up or he didn't give up more goals. Like the fact that the Hawks or not the Hawks, the ducks only scored 17. Yeah. They beat the Hawks somehow. Yeah. The Hawks only scored four. Yeah. 
and then Evan scored Evan scored five goals all by himself. Fucking ridiculous. Just, yeah, just shows you how far the Ducks have fallen or the Hawks have fallen. Yeah, with that not only scoring four goals against a goalie that can't move his feet. Mm. Ridiculous. You hate to see it. <laughs> so, so that was pond hockey. We got the team back. They're better at skating. Um, what's 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 next? What do we got for for episode eight? I'm I'm hoping it picks up a little bit because this episode was okay, but it it didn't do a lot. But we did see some more like kids, a little bit more kids storyline. But I don't know the the Sam storyline was kind of weird. That like it was glossed you know, over. Yeah, we we did get. We've been clamoring for less Alex Bombay slash Bombay and more kids. They gave it to us this episode, but they glossed over the Sam thing. I would have loved more specifically Sam that because you know he goes from just being sad to almost leaving. I would have liked a little more in between there. Yeah. Um, I like the Sophie uh, Evans stuff. I think that's that's good. As we get into episode eight, though. The little sneak peek says, uh, where is it? There it is. So with the state so with the state tournament on the horizon, Alex realizes she likes winning more than she thought. So now that Coob knows how to play goalie, I'm assuming the wins are just gonna keep pouring in. Yeah. Piling they, up. Stark so, shooter. So they said team first goalie. And so a couple episodes they mentioned they had to win nine the last nine, nine in a row. This is at least two in a row. I don't think they mm-hmm. played. I, I don't know if they. Sh- I mean, they might have just not showed us a game or two in between. They do but, that. Yeah, they skip ahead weirdly. But but so we're on a winning streak. I'm assuming we have eight, maybe less, games that we need to win in a row for for episode eight. Either this episode or episode nine, we're gonna have to get like a crazy montage of all of those games. Or yeah. Or maybe maybe they just say fuck it and skip ahead and, t- and just tell us that they won all of them and don't do a montage, and then Alex, Alex likes winning more than she thought. She's probably get I know she's probably gonna get like a huge big head here coming up. Yeah. She's gonna start. She's especially especially with Sophie's parents, um, being on so the, the, the team moms now. I, I imagine that'll rub off a little on her. She's gonna she's gonna start you know hiring college counselors and trying to get Evan into Harvard. We're going to get a lot of wins. I assume it's going to be like a montage thing where they're, they're at the beginning of the episode, they're going to be like, we have so-and-so games that we need to win. And then the next like 10 minutes, it's just going to be montage of all those, all of those games. Uh, and them winning, you know? Yeah. We're going to, we're going to see like, do you think we Evan get a and Alex correlation where Evan almost jumped ship because he wanted to win? So I, I know, I know because they keep talking about states. Obviously, they're going to make it to states. Yeah, then, we talked about this. Like, somehow, like, we t- was it last episode or the episode before? We're like, okay, they're probably going to go on a win streak and it's going to come down to the wire and they're going to, yeah, it's going to be the, the last game. And like, well, so my, my is going to take back over something crazy. So, my, question, so my question is, we know they're going to make states. Obviously, they're going to make states. Yeah. Um, and then I imagine they're for sure going to play the Ducks in states. That's a no brainer. That's obvious. Yeah. Maybe in the championship, I would. I think I don't know. But my question is: Do you do you think they play the Ducks one more time in the regular season? Like, do we get another Ducks game before states? I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how the they, – they haven't been descriptive on their schedule. I don't know if it's, they, if, if it's one, one game against each team or if it's two games against each team. Yeah, because generally it's like a round robin where each – like a home and home. Yes. Yeah, yeah, two games. You know? Yeah. I, I would that's, love – That's how it usually is in conference. I would love uh, a second peek at the Ducks in the regular season. Just to see where they stack up, you know, yes. might might bring them back down to earth a little bit because, like, there's it's just I mean but, they've gotten really good in the last but, couple weeks. But they said, but oh yeah, it would have to be they'd have to beat the Ducks though if they play the Ducks because they mentioned they need to win the rest of the games, the yeah. next nine, to get, make it to state. So if they do play the Ducks, they'd have to beat the Ducks, which I don't know so, if I'm a fan of that happening right away. That's not, so there's no way they're going to sh- have them play the Ducks again in the regular season. Yeah. Yeah, so we got to wait till states. But yeah, so episode eight, we're gonna get most likely gonna get the win streak here, and then we only got two episodes left. And so we're we're about to bring the drama here, like the eight, nine, ten. This is where business should pick up. Yes, exactly. And I, I do do they do they merge with the ducks? I don't. I just don't see that happening in two episodes or three episodes. Oh, sorry. Something is going to, like, something, they're obviously going to play the Ducks at State, whether it's in the first round, the semifinals. I personally don't think they'll make it to the finals. It just doesn't, like, I know this is a Disney show for they're kids gonna, and they're everything, gonna win. but that just feels like a big, a bit of a stretch. They're going to win. You know they're going <clears> to <throat> win the whole thing, which I, yeah, it's it, that seems like a, just a, a huge stretch that they're actually going to win, but they will. They're going to win. And then, then do you think it cements Bombay is the Minnesota Miracle Man. Oh yeah, well uh, no, because actually no, don't because he's the assistant coach. He's not the head coach. Oh, that's right. If he was the head coach, then yeah, him bringing the don't bothers to a, a Minnesota state championship. You're right. He that, he, he would for he sure be the Miracle to Man. Alex in this show. Yeah. To to be the official coach. So no, yeah, that that's I don't know. This is going to be. We got three episodes left. It's going to bring the drama. We're probably going to see the don't bothers versus the ducks in the championship. Yeah. You know, hopefully if that does happen, we get some epic, epic Stephanie and coach T trash talk because (laughs) Stephanie and coach T are at their best when they're talking shit to people. And Mm -hmm. I need more of that, especially when the stakes are so high at state. Like I need coach T, I need Stephanie, I need them. You know, chirping. Yeah. Like, Coach T needs to be chirping. Yeah. I really hope with, like, whenever they make the inevitable, like, merger, like, Ducks and Don't Bothers, whenever they make that inevitable switch, I hope we don't lose Coach T as a character. I hope he keeps going. He's too no, good. I, He's too good. Like, I'm starting I, I, to you think gotta, that like, they don't merge. I think that the, that the Don't Bothers are the team that everyone The show is to. named The Mighty Ducks, though. <laughs> how do you not – how do they stay the villain if it's the show's named The Mighty Ducks? <sighs> That's true. There's got to be some weird, like, switchover. And I, 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 what I'm saying is I, whenever they do that, I hope that Bombay keeps Coach T as an assistant coach. That would be – I would love that dynamic of Coach T as the assistant coach under Bombay. That actually would make a great season two, or like maybe like the uh, Alex finds a loophole through her research in Duckworth Law Firm, or you know, like because she's the research person, right? Like she's the grunt that like does all that stuff. So well, like yeah, she she, she's Stephanie's assistant, so yeah, she's doing yeah. all the legwork for Stephanie. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. So she's used to this type of heavy research. And so I wonder if she, because that's where she found the stipend surplus, for yeah. them to the surplus to, to start the team. And so I wonder if she finds some kind of like Bombay has the duck's name trademarked. And so the ice palace is the home of the ducks or something like something crazy where like, and so the ducks have to change their name and the don't bothers become the ducks due to trademark law. Interesting. Okay. Do you think they want to go into copyright law in a kid's show? <laughs> I mean, well, it wouldn't shock me. Again, if, it, if I go over it, you mean mention it for two seconds and then yeah. gloss, <laughs> gloss over it loosely and then add some, uh, add some points that maybe don't add up. And go. Yeah. <laughs> then yeah, for sure. Um, I guess maybe I could see that happening. I feel it's like, like in D three when when they changed the school logo to the Ducks from the was it the the Indians to the Ducks Warriors but yeah Warriors, um, yeah I hated that too I thought that was fucking bullshit, you know it was a Eden Hall was a historic, you know hockey institution and just to change the name to the Ducks I thought that was bullshit. I mean, if they change Team USA's logo to the Ducks, America's logo to the Ducks logo, then, like, they have the audacity to change everything to the Ducks logo, Brandon. Yeah. But then what do you do with – what do you do with all the – do they just go – like, if that happens, the Ducks are just in the Ice Palace? What happens – and then you, you're saying the, the old Ducks just pick a new name and yeah. they, keep, they keep all their, their fancy facilities and shit? Yeah, they just become like the Hendrix Death Hawks or Death. I said, do you think they name a, they rename them the Hawks and then just forget about the no. other Hawks? Forget, no, it'd have to. It would be like the the Hendrix Minotaurs. <laughs> a Minotaur is a much better team name yeah. than, than don't the Don't Bothers. Yeah. You know? Anything's better than the Don't Bothers. That's true, yeah. especially a Minotaur. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please remember to follow and like us on Instagram at the Cake Eaters Pod, on Twitter at the Cake Eaters. Also, reach out to us via email, thecakeeaterspod at gmail.com, or visit our website, thecakeeaterspod.com. <laughs>